Hey, welcome back to Vigilant Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, today, now we are recording this episode on the evening of wednesday august 4th you listeners are hearing it on the 6th of august so if the situation has changed just bear with us but we want to talk about the situation coming out of st john's and the echl's newfoundland growlers now this all came to light for me upon seeing a tweet on july 20th that said unfortunately city council and st john's sports and entertainment have forced deacon sports and entertainment to publicly clarify our position and correct the misrepresentations once again i thought <laughs> heck of a tweet right there so decided to dive deep into the story and really mean you'll talk about this this article and kind of chunks so it starts off by going unfortunately city council and st john sports entertainment forced deacon sports and entertainment to publicly clarify our position and correct the misrepresentations once again we are disappointed with the overall process and the continuous public deception but we will continue to correct the facts to protect our organization's integrity and reputation right out the gate man how just hearing that statement how touchy is this subject right now in st john's well before we start um if you're feeling confused by the end of this podcast, don't worry, you're not alone. Uh, I've read three stories now, and I'm still absolutely confused what's going on there. It's not that I'm confused. I'm just baffled, maybe, by people and decisions people make and things people say. But, yeah, it's a hot mess. That's that's the, If you're asking me to clarify what it is right now, it's a hot mess. Yeah, it's an absolute hot mess. And like you said, we, we both read several stories on this. I've read statements from players and just trying to like get more information about what in particular is happening but i read this article through multiple times and i'm like i'm still not getting what they're trying to put across because they they move on to say in this article on nlgrowlers.com first let's give context to the spirit and intent of the signed 2018-2019 lease agreement in 2018 when the lease was signed there were no past liabilities no bad debts no prerequisites to resolve a third party one million dollar dispute and no covid19 pandemic what we did have was a one-year lease which also contemplated our long-term management of the facility we made a business decision to accept future liabilities for a one-year term with the understanding that we would negotiate a long-term management agreement in good faith the city reneged on the management agreement following the one-year lease we were unable to sign a 10-year agreement with the references to a joint and several liability and indicated to sjse on numerous occasions what <laughs> like we, we we haven't even touched upon the fact of someone had to buy a basketball team like <laughs> yeah did you get to that point so like i was just oh like, yeah yeah yeah. there's a there's a basketball team that plays like a semi-quasi like 10 game schedule or something that they're bringing in for uh, the city and such and i mean from reading the statement of the player and everything else i understand and i i get the points in this i, I understand truthfully from what i gauge on this whole story the team came in there with a specific lease agreement situations changed due to multiple just i guess things happening as well as a pandemic and the city's going well this is what we agreed to so this is what you need to do. That's how I'm reading the story as a whole. Now, if I'm wrong, Newfoundland Growlers, the ECHL, heck, the City Council of St. John's, you know, reach out to us and let us know. If they want to reach out, I mean, please do, because 
just trying to understand the situation better, we'd love to interview someone out of the you know Newfoundland Growlers organization that's aware of the situation, can explain it to us and our listeners a little bit better than kind of these, I don't know, I, I know it's probably put together in good faith to make it make sense, but apparently I'm not that smart. I am a goalie. It's just, it's confusing because they continue in the article to go to city-states in its most recent press that the misinformation is currently being circulated in the media. And it's important to clarify that the city did not change language in the lease agreement that referred to the obligations of the terms. The idea that the new language was slipped into the draft agreement is untrue. What? <laughs> like, what's the problem here? Did, do you all not have the same copy of the agreement? And what's misinterpretation? Is this like a lawyer's fault? What What's the issue here? Like if there's an agreement, there's an agreement. There's no agreement, there's no agreement. The team won the Kelly Cup the previous season, the non-pandemic season, because they didn't play during the pandemic. What is the issue here? Because, I mean, Newfoundland is a huge hockey area. Huge for hockey. And to have a ECHL team there, I can imagine, is just amazing for the city of St. John's and, and for Newfoundland overall. I can't imagine that the city wants to see a team, especially a team that's already been this successful this quick, disappear because of a lease agreement because the city of St. John's is being as the city of Glendale. Yeah, and it's almost it's almost like it sounds like they had an agreement without having an agreement. Um, and then obviously the pandemic happened and they made no money because no one was in there. And now they're coming back and saying, well, you know, you have to sign this or whatever they're coming out and saying, basically trying to make their money back. And I get it. I mean, I'm sure they lost some money on everything, but so did the Growlers. So, um, you know, a lot of teams in their league folded, actually. So I'm, I'm sure it wasn't easy on them either. And it's just it just it's so confusing. It's almost like it, it seems almost like how I'm looking at it. And I could be completely wrong. If the city came out because they said, you know, the, the Growlers had to come out and, and say something because the city had said something. Um, it's almost like the city came out and tried to protect themselves and protect their wallets. And then the growlers were like, whoa, whoa, no, like we didn't say that or we didn't do that. And now it's like he said, she said situation where they're, you know, fighting back and forth and bickering. But it's like you need to figure out what the actual issue is because, I mean, it's none of the articles were actually really was said. You need to figure out exactly what the issue is, figure that out. And then, like I said, put in a term. I mean, every team has a term, you know, it'd be five, ten years, whatever their arena so I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the Growlers were were gonna hoping to do that or whatever. Maybe they were trying to go year to year. And if they're trying to go year to year, I understand what the city's trying to do. The city's trying to say, listen, you know, none of us had ever been through a pandemic. Now we have. We need to, you know, have a little bit more structure in place. We can't do this year to year, and you know, hope we don't lose money the following year. And you know, you're signing for 10 years and you owe us X amount of money every year. Um, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe the Growlers are the, you know, and I'm not saying they are, but maybe the Growlers are the bad people in here, being like, no, we want the year to year how we had it and that's what we want so who knows it, it, it's a mess but um it, it's a big mess it's a big mess in the hockey world so hopefully they figure it soon because uh i mean hockey season's supposed to be around the corner it is and i mean this the city you know looked to really embrace the growlers it was the city definitely wanting some professional hockey pretty heavily i mean again it's a, a massive hockey hub and to see a situation like this be the reason that a team wouldn't be able to succeed or be able to be in a city any longer is really disappointing. And I, like I said, I know the city of Glendale and the Arizona Coyotes back when they were Phoenix Coyotes, maybe still is there the Arizona Coyotes have had issues with lease agreements and having the arena and all that stuff that goes into it that I'd love to dive more into if I was part of one of those organizations, but I'm not. 
I mean, really, you continue to read this article, which I will not continue to read verbatim for our listeners here. They can go out to nlgrowlers.com and read it. There's a lot of legal terminology, including information that was slipped into the draft agreement. Uh, it just keeps going and going, and then they basically wrap up with a few paragraphs talking. And then if, if basically, if not their organization, then what is St. John's probably going to have? Because they go into, like you said, the basketball team, they have a way to resolve that $1 million liability. They have the, the growlers, and they have that basketball team they want to bring in. It's interesting because the final paragraph of the whole article goes into DSE continue to engage in this battle of the media releases in the perhaps naive hope that there is some reality where together we can change the trajectory such that the edge and the growlers return to their fans at mile one center this year as the prospect of that grows dim we thank you for your outpouring of support and turn our focus inward to look at what comes next all we want to do is provide family entertainment for hockey and basketball fans of the city. We're sorry that it keeps coming to this. Dude, <laughs> the way they end the article is just a hit at the city of St. John's. It's just, I don't know my personal opinion, what you said right there about, you know, the pandemic causing the issue and maybe the arena running issues and going, well, we had this agreement, so you had to pay it. Them going, well, we would pay it if there wasn't a pandemic, but we didn't make the money we wouldn't have needed to make to pay the fees you want us to pay. So therefore, we were not willing to pay that. This isn't something completely caught everyone off guard. That's the only way I can read this whole situation. Again, if we're wrong, someone in the Growlers organization or the city of St. John's, preferably the Growlers organization, reach out and give us the terminology and the understanding of what is actually happening there. Because like I said, I have my sports management degree and everything and get to study all this weird dynamic between like arenas and cities and such. And I will agree with the, the player. I don't remember the player. I'd have to go back through the tweets, the growlers who made the statement about how he loved playing in the Newfoundland and how he's not a Newfoundlander, but you know, he felt really welcomed by the city and you know, all that truthfully, all that token stuff you'd expect out of a statement, out of a player to support his team being able to play out of that arena next year. But it really does come to two different sides of the story. There's a side of the story of the city doesn't want the taxpayers, so to speak, to be held liable for a private organization's holding on a public facility. And there's the organization's viewpoint that what they're doing is actually driving a lot of revenue into the city and a lot of pride in the city, which does happen. I mean, that pride drives revenue. People buy the gear. People are proud to be from St. John's and Newfoundland. And everything that is tied to that drives business. When you, any of the restaurants, of course, I don't know specifically where the arena is, the Mile One Center, but there's restaurants and a lot of things that are impacted by people coming out and, and eating and drinking and having a good time, supporting their team. I really do believe, if you everyone heard our previous podcast about how disappointed I am as a Buffalo Sabres fan, Honestly, if it wasn't for the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres, I don't know if Buffalo would be much of a city left. I mean, that's really the only identity that, I'm sorry, the people of Buffalo have. That's the only identity I had as a kid were in those teams because there wasn't a lot to be proud about in that city. And But we had sports teams. We had sports teams that kind of kept us on the map. And proud to tell people I was a Bills fan, you know, back in the 90s. I, mean, I can say I'm not proud to tell people I'm a Sabres fan right now because it's really hard to even admit I am one. But there's a pride that comes with having a professional sports team 
in your city and being able to relate with that. And it does drive revenue. It does drive pride. It does drive all of that stuff around the city. And it actually is economically good for a city to have a sports team in there, despite what naysayers will say. The book that we studied in my undergraduate was basically anti-sport and was saying that all sports teams are bad for cities. And I completely disagree with that. And I actually wrote a really good report on why sports teams were actually amazing for cities with facts, not just feelings. And I'd have to read the paper. No one wants to listen to that. But I think having a growlers there is actually really critical for the city of St. John's. And I think they're a Toronto organization. I think the growlers belong to the Maple Leaf, so to speak, in terms of affiliations. So to have the team already in Canada is actually pretty important as well, because I think it's the Maple Leafs, Marley's growlers. But yeah, I mean, it's having a professional sports team back in, in Newfoundland in the ECHL is, I think, pretty huge for the city. And yeah, I don't know the details, though. I could be speaking out of my ass to tell you the truth. I don't. The, the details in the story, for me, aren't clear enough about what actually happened to cause this basically media battle. Yeah, and, and I think it's just, again, it's the he said, she said thing, and I, I don't think it's good for hockey. I don't think it's good for the city. You know, obviously, they're trying to get multiple teams into the arena, and obviously, they're trying to get a deal, and I think it's all about trying to lock down a deal and obviously at the end of the day it's a business and we're seeing the ugly side of it it's, it's disappointing i mean that's why when i saw this tweet i mean just the words in the article the wording in the tweet it's definitely an uncomfortable battle between the city of st john's and the newfoundland growlers with the use of mile one center i think uh you know it's I, I want to see how it unfolds, and I hope it works out that the Growlers, because I love the jerseys. Anyone listening, you should – oh, I've already rated the jerseys, so you should have seen it was rated uh, somewhere 30, 40-something. Uh, I love the jersey. I think it's sick. It's probably one of the best sports jerseys in North America. I uh, would love to see this team com- continue to compete. I know on Twitter we have some followers that are passionate Growlers fans, and are, we're really disappointed that the pandemic prevented their team from playing this year. But it's – uh. <laughs> it's it's unfortunate that it's come to what is, I guess, a media battle. So any of you out there that are Newfoundland Growlers fans, part of the ECHL, Newfoundland Growlers organization, or the ECHL, we would love to actually hear what we're talking about in a sense that everyone can understand. Because if we can't understand it, despite reading multiple articles, maybe someone can better explain it to us and we can find out what's actually happening in the city of St. John's. But until then, this is Chris and Sebastian of Pigeon Hockey. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>